And welcome to another episode of Epic Loot Radio. Brian and Kirk with What's New Video Games joining you this week to talk about the state of Silent Hill horror games as we prepare for a spooky, spooky Halloween. And it seems like our special pumpkin background got, got a little changed yeah, during yeah. the intro. So let's, we had let's everything, bring back. everything set up. Yeah, Be we're... sure to smash like for pumpkins. Uh, that's what uh, that's what the season is all about. And uh, we're going to be talking about like what we've been playing, what's been going on within uh, the latest gaming uh, hey. news. Uh, obviously, I think Alan Wake 2 has been a massive success. Lots of people excited about uh, that game. And we're going to check in with Kirk on everything that he's excited about, especially uh, with the season. Uh, you know, we've got Silent Hill uh, remastered coming back. We got the, just the concept of Konami as a video game discussion uh, in and of itself. They make think... games again. What? Do they? <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of hey that's that's valid that's yeah. very valid brian i i understand your skepticism uh that uh that, that uh uh metal gear solid remaster collection uh, let's just a, take off a name yeah. like are you kidding me like how could why like why what like why do that one like that just seems like such a like an ex like you know like two like a, a divorced couple and then it's like not going to acknowledge that, like you know, hey, your father is here. You know, it's like it's like, oh man. Well, okay, so the I think I assume that you're talking about uh, not including sons of guns, sons guns of the. I should know that of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid Four on that remaster collection, which no, everybody not just the name, but they, they kept uh, Kojima's name off of the. Oh, like, you were talking about the um the new one, the new yes. one. They just yeah. came out with the remaster of one, two, and three. And the, the big news surrounding that is that it's only 720p, which is like, why would anyone buy the like, like people are having to mod it to for it to run in uh, in uh, 1080, you know, beyond P. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, it's in it's 60 frames, you know, like, for God's yeah. sake, give us something. But yeah, I mean, it's it's basically like a switch port, but everywhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's not good. But yeah, the new one. Yeah, we uh, that's. That's a discussion for a different day. I, I'm just excited that that game is going to exist and uh, people are going to be able to play that game in some form or fashion. It's, I, I mean, yeah, every single day that passes that Kojima isn't a part of Konami and uh, the Silent Hill game with Norman Reedus didn't get made. Oh, I my, know. My heart, what a tragedy. My heart pains a little bit, but, you know, we got Death Stranding, which say what you want about the gameplay of that game. Um, the, the world of that and the lore of that is just insane. And we got to see like what it looks like when when his creative juices are flowing completely freely uh, on the high end. And hey, we're gonna get a second game in that universe, and it's gonna—I'm sure he's gonna up the ante. So you know that game even has some some horror themes to it uh, with the the sort of the other side and the, mm -hmm. the creatures of death and sort of thing. But yeah, that's I, I, I'm excited for that. That that'll I come. The, I heard the music years. in that, and the sound design in that 
fantastic. Like, fantastic. like there's yeah. no, there's no equal. It's the game is not for everyone. It's very much like a, uh, I, I told my here. engineer no. friends to check it out because very much like a point to point, like, Oh, I got to get over that giant chasm or this river or, you know, it's rain, it's hailing basically. And I can't just, you know, go across this giant field. I've got to figure out something. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely like a problem solving, get from here to here, geographical um, transporting type game, which is like, we don't see that a lot. And that's probably not everybody's cup of tea. So, yeah. well, and that's, that's where it's like, oh man, I'm, I feel like we've seen oddly enough within the industry, just like a fear of risk and the fact that they could come out and make something like that that isn't like oh a first person shooter that you know it checks all these boxes so that it can get these big sales i think that's that's a significant improvement um you know and that's where it's like i want to champion people who are taking you know risks and, and doing things that are uh, ultimately like you know i hope they hope they pan out but you never know they do one of my biggest gripes from gamers is like just just make it good just, just make it good game. <laughs> Just well, it's so hard to make yeah. a good game. Just make Starfield ten out of ten. What are you doing? Just come on. Just make it good. Did you, you see the? Uh, <laughs> did you see the article by Paul Tassi who just saw about Starfield? Like uh, they posted this morning. No, not this morning. No, it, he's like the numbers keep going up. Like the game in and of itself, for as much as people, uh, some people on the internet like to dog on it, it's like no, no Starfield just has a like has a presence. It has this it's a like moment in time for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, and and then with like official mod support and a DLC, like I think Starfield's going to be one of those games that like here in you know five years, six years, we're like, yeah, have you played the new like this crazy mod in Starfield that uh, does different things? So let's let's jump into our first subject, which is just kind I, of what we've been playing. Can't. Yeah. But uh, Ginger Prime's got to talk about Starfield at some point. Like, he's oh, dude, every quoted. Every, <laughs> it's a good game. Um, there's definitely things that, like, when when you when you finish it and you play the whole thing, you're like, oh man, I wish that they they did this thing differently, or they had you know they handled this thing a little bit better. Uh, you know, for sure. Because the other thing, like, I'll start with what I've been playing is I stepped into uh, Star Citizen for the first time. I bought the okay. game the summer, and I decided to step into it, and. Like there's a there's a clip I posted up on on Twitter about the moment where I fell in love with this game and it's like I'm trying to land this ship and it's like the game isn't holding your hand it's not it's not going to apologize for anything and I land the ship successfully and I feel so proud and then I get out of my chair and I go to exit the ship but I landed it on top <laughs> of the hangar and not on the bottom and so then gravity kicks in and I fall to my death and I was like that was so freaking perfect but one of the things that obviously i think uh star citizen does that star uh, that starfield does not is there's no loading like it's just you're just i just jump into the star system well there better not be along. for like 600 million dollars or whatever that game costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like at that point for sure so the uh I, i'm just like i can i can see people's critique on uh, Starfield and the loading, but it's like eh, at the end of the day, like it does this. Like I felt like I enjoyed the RPG in and of itself, so it comes up from time to time. What what uh, I played some other things, but let's go to you. What what games are you playing right now in your in your wheelhouse? So I actually just went on a uh, half week long work conference trip. Worked a game hashtag worked a game. That's the right work so conference trip to uh, to Savannah, Georgia. Uh, and thoroughly enjoyed that. That is a very uh, a, a, a city with rich history, and uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good uh, places to frequent if you want to, you know, get get a beer or something, have have a good time, some live music. So it's, it's not the worst place to take a conference, you know, like it, like yeah. after you get off at five. Uh, so I my gaming has been uh, a little bit limited this week, uh, but 
I actually recently played um, this game from like five years ago. I think it, I think it has been five years. It's called Vampire or Vampire. It's from Don't mm. Nod Entertainment. Okay. And it's sort of a Souls like before those like really started blowing up. And I this was just one of those games that I just like it's double A. I think I got it with like games with gold or I might have dropped. Oh, yeah. I think you know what it was. I think it was like it was on sale for ten dollars. They always get me, Brian. Xbox always gets me with those sales. And I look through it. And it's like oh, it was it's Steam, nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine. I'm like, I'd be that's a fool not, not to money. Buy this. Like yeah. eight ninety nine isn't money for a video game. Like that's they might as well have given it to me for free. That's that's gamer math. You see all the stuff on, on <laughs> online about girl math. That's gamer math. Eight ninety nine, seven ninety nine. That doesn't count. That's, that's I'm a, it's going to save basically. me money yeah. because I'm not going to go out and have to go see a movie. I'm not going <laughs> to like you know like you know what it, this is actually this is pro budgeting right now. Yeah, gamer math, gamer man. math, dude. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so i gamer masked my way into buying that uh you know three or four years ago and finally i was like okay well um this one's been in the backlog so long i was like i need to get the callisto protocol uh dead space is coming to game pass you know next week or whatever this yeah, was last yeah. week mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man all right let, let's 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 hit this let's knock it out like you know like let's see what it is it's probably not going to be an amazing experience because I waited so long. That's kind of the thing now. Like if like if you if you wait too long to play these games, like they feel like outdated with the leaps forward that we're making in technology. Thankfully, mm-hmm. Xbox is sort of doing their part to circumvent that by like I got to play this game with auto HDR on my Series mm-hmm. X. Like that yeah. that probably makes a little bit of a difference in terms of like how how I'm experiencing it now. So I, I started this thing up like thinking that it's gonna be like a bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I tell you I played this game for like eight to ten hours like i don't even i don't even know how long i played this game because it was like on a friday or something so i didn't have work the next day Mm -hmm. i was like obsessed with this five-year-old game because what so what it does and this is old news for anybody that's already played this game or knows anything about it what it does is it sort of does the sort of you know you see it in starfield but the the bethesda like okay i'm gonna go into this area this town or whatever and like going to the pub and whatever. And there's like three different people that I can talk to. And mm-hmm. they each have like, they have a deal. Like I can talk to them and like, yes, I've been the bartender here for like however long or whatever. And it's like, well, as a matter of fact, there's a bunch of uh, my stock is over down on the wharf. If you want to go get that for me or what, you know, like they're quest givers. They've yeah. got a whole deal. You can sort of figure out like what, they, like what, you know, what's going on, like who, who they have relationships with. You know, they're in the town. Oh, my wife does this. You know, my daughter is here. You know, that sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot going on. And so it turns out that the more that you learn about them, the more that you converse with them and sort of get them to confide in you and things like that, and that you do their quests that they give you, there's like a little experience bar that they have that, like, goes up. Um, And you can, like, cap that out, like, when you've, like, you've basically done the, like, if there's Brian the bartender, you've Mm -hmm. done Brian the bartender a hundred percent like they're like you've done everything brian's got going on you've talked to him about everything all of his dialogue trees all, all, all of my needs have been met <laughs> I, am, I will now retire so in the cra- prosperity so the crazy thing about that is like once you cap out brian the bartender you can just take him behind in like some alley and eat him because you're a vampire oh, you're a vampire okay you're a vampire and so but like you've like learned his life story you know that <laughs> He has a wife and a daughter, and he's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I, I just run a modest pub because 
you know, I feel like the people of this town need like somewhere to get away from their troubles. You know what are like endearing you to this character because it's it's quite well written, it's well voice acted. But the thing is, is if you play this game on hard mode, which I would highly recommend because a lot of the complaints when it first came out is that it didn't have any scaling difficulty. It just had a one, you know, okay. it just it just had the setting that it was on. It's designed sort of like the combat is sort of like double A souls like energy. Like it's mm -hmm. a little bit janky. Like you're like, oh, I thought I dodged that. Like it's kind of like that. Um, like like a little bit like sort of where the, this new Lords of the Fallen is winding up. Like it's not quite right. Um, and if you play it on hard mode, you sort of get your butt kicked in. Um, mm -hmm. it you know it is it you're not losing your experience soul style. You know it's not like you've got to get to point A to point B and you lose all your progression. It's just like when you run into enemies, they will kick your butt. Mm -hmm. um if you haven't leveled up and the experience that the enemies give you is like nothing like they give you like five xp per enemy that you kill well brian the bartender's sitting on four thousand xp so that's five versus four thousand so like yeah. i have to decide am i going to be able to get through the next area area like okay like am i going to suffer through that because me and brian are homeboys and like i really don't <laughs> want to take them out behind this alleyway and eat them or like is brian just gonna have to take one for the team you know and like just like that whole dynamic yeah. is like yeah. so cool like i've never seen anything like that so i ended up just like <laughs> this is so bad <laughs> keep in mind this is in a video game so okay. like don't we'll don't cancel me or anything but yeah. like there was like one you know uh this is in london so there was like one borough that is just like like there were like some good people in there, but I swear like every third person was like a serial killer or like a drug dealer or like something bad. Like one of them was literally just like the London Strangler, basically. <laughs> he had like a closet full of bodies somewhere. That's um, definitely a, a murder method that we've seen kind of fall off in recent times. You don't hear about, yeah, you don't hear about people getting strangled. I have no comments on that, but <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just like, the, oh, this is like the seediest place. So I was like, all right, you guys, because what happens is you, you're you're also us oh, crazy. You're also a doctor. As ironic as this is, you're a vampire who is the leading scientist on blood transfusion technology. Oh, not which a, is a little bit there. of a callback to like Bram Stoker's Dracula, because there's a lot mm. of blood transfusion going on in that in that novel. Um, so you're actually like saving them from uh the spanish flu like mm. you're actually like going into the to the towns and like helping them and like giving them medicine and stuff but that's also because if if they have like a, a status defect then that bar gets like a little like cap on like it goes like if it would be four thousand well brian's only worth 2500 while he's sick you know <laughs> yeah so i gotta go like heal him you know so there's like this constant like almost livestock element of like well i've got to keep him I've got to keep them like well and healthy. Yeah. So eventually I was, I was just like, all right, this one, like, so if, if, if they, if too many people get sick and, and are perish, mm -hmm. um, the, the, basically the life bar of that district goes down. Okay. And then you just lose the whole district. Like everybody just, I don't know what happens, but basically what, when, when there's too much, unhealthy people or people that are gone or if you take out too many people mm -hmm. that it just gets wiped out like if it goes under 50 percent health it's just like yeah overnight this district is just like gone so the one that was like the lowest and also like had the axe murderers in it i was like mm -hmm. all right you're the designated district <laughs> that's gonna get my character through this game i'm just gonna you know just <laughs> 
4,000 here, 4,000 here, you know? <laughs> and then I was like, all right, everybody else is safe. I'm good for the rest of the game. Like, I'll figure it out. Like, we're going to make sure that everybody – so that's how I ended up ended up doing it, and uh, all my friends in the other other districts were safe. But, yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like that uh, in any game since then. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like what Shadow Border did with like the Nemesis system. Oh, dude, what a great system, man! Those are two. These are two systems that like were like very much, um, you know, pushing pushing boundaries in terms of like what what it's actually doing, like mm -hmm. the types of the types of engagements that's giving you, and in in this case, like the types of choices that you have to make after you get invested. Like it's almost like it 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 perpetuates it's like self-fulfilling that you're going to get more invested with this character because mm -hmm. you know in the back of your head like when you first start talking to this character oh i might need you so it's like when you like so then instead of just a game where you're talking to this character it's like don't care don't care give me your quest whatever you're like you're from the jump you're like evaluating like am i gonna eat you like you know so like it almost <laughs> like it almost like causes you to get more invested with this do, person you know? it's like when like on a farm when like the you know the farmer's kid like gets attached to the pet pig mm -hmm. it's like well the pig was always meant to be a ham you know it's like it, it's worse like that like i feel like life is ironic like that mm -hmm. so the fact that they were sort of able to capture that in game form where you get invested in these characters uh because it's good voice acting because it's good writing and also because you know I'm not gonna get through this game unless I start, you know, eating some people. Um, yeah, it's so cool, and I, I just mainly I couldn't put it down. It was awesome, and I was That's like, awesome. "Dang, dude, I can't believe uh, games from five years ago are still this good." And but they are. I mean, we were talking about Metal Gear Solid before. Mm -hmm. Phantom Pain. I still need to finish Phantom Pain. Fantastic game, especially on Series X uh, with all the the again the the preservation stuff. The the uh, I need to the start that one. and stuff. I I played oh, all the Metal so Gears good, except dude. for the last one, and I was it's like, so I, I have no idea why. I think I was just you know busy and and like enthralled into the MMO landscape for so long that I was Sorry, like. Oh, that was that was way too much um, uh, of a diatribe <laughs> on this like five-year-old game. But yeah, I, I was loving it. The, uh, so like the other kind of things that I, I just can't seem to put down right now would be Super Mario Wonder and Halo, five, uh, oh, Halo yeah. Season 5. Halo Infinite has been good. We did that community game night. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to keep doing some more of those. I'm having trouble on PC. Like I'm not having any controller like, like aim assist at all. So it's forcing me to learn keyboard and mouse, which I'm not the best at, but... You know, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, and maybe that's a good thing because it's like, yeah, I can I can try and learn, you know, keyboard and mouse and playing at an actual shooter where before it's always like I just kind of default to controllers because it's so much more fun. But I noticed I was like, I'm on Xbox and I'm doing great. And then I go over on on the PC and I was like, I'm like the guy like I'm just swinging wildly left and right. And I'm like, that's odd because I think like Call of Duty has controller aim assist. It does. Like, no like I haven't had problems. Play. And I don't know if like so I've been troubleshooting it and so far have not been able to successfully. That, so that may have been their solution. Um, I don't even really know if this logically makes sense, but I know that when the game launched, Mm -hmm. When you did ranked, you could pick whether you wanted to um, next or you wanted yeah you wanted to yeah whether you wanted to play with uh people that had control controller only if you were on console mm -hmm. or yeah. I honestly I don't even think you could pick I think it was just like if you were on a console it put you with controller players and I assume because of the drop off in player count they changed that mm -hmm. and so it's there is no segmenting now there's no sequestering at all everybody plays with everybody yeah and i wonder if that has anything to do with that like they didn't want anybody on pc to have any advantage i don't know i don't know that that necessarily really even makes sense still though so 
that's strange. I don't know why that's like that. If you can't, if you don't have aim assist on a controller on PC, I think I think it's a bug because at least from everything I'm I've discovered. So I I don't know. I'm gonna have to test it out uh, again. I've been just like I was like, man, this is this is wildly different. Where I felt like in season four that I that it was working like as intended, and it's mm-hmm. only really been in season five that it's hit me. So who knows? It could also be some of my PC. My PC likes to act weird from time to time, and it's so- like. Okay. Can we talk about Halo for a second? Because okay. God, it doesn't feel like it was. Was that really a week? No, that was two three weeks, weeks ago. That was two, three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna say I know it was when we didn't have a show, mm-hmm. so it wasn't last week. It was two weeks before that. All right. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Um. <laughs> can we talk about Halo? Because I. So I'm feeling a little negative, but like I don't. I'm not strongly opinionated. Like about I'm not gonna be pass. very. Yeah, I'm not gonna be very mm-hmm. assertive on this. Like I'm very much open to having my mind changed because. I was right there with you, like for the announcement trailer, like get getting mm-hmm. hyped, like freaking out. Um, when I logged in and I saw that the battle pass, uh, which is 50 tiers, is only 28 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about people like you that, you know, are playing a lot of Halo. That may be pretty much your your primary game at the moment. But, you you know, you have work, you have. Mm-hmm. uh six kids right is it five yep. or six six. six kids yeah um a lovely wife you know you got stuff going on you know probably got trick-or-treating definitely yep. got some illnesses right now uh so yeah. i mean four weeks goes by really fast mm-hmm. and for someone like me that wants to play other games four weeks goes by really yeah. fast and i just feel like like I understand that that fans don't want a battle pass that lasts six months. Like the, mm-hmm. like we're moving in the correct direction from six months. We want f- more finite windows of content to bring on other content. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to have to. You know, it's the same thing with the Destiny problem. We don't want to have to deal with the same content for an extended extended period of time. But I feel like limiting it to twenty eight days is is going in the other direction. It's not necessarily providing that for players so much as to me, it seems like a bait of they know that nobody, unless they just have all the time in the world, is going to finish this pass. Mm-hmm. And so they basically are guaranteed your $10. And I don't like that. Like, it feels very manipulative in that it seems to me like they weren't selling battle passes. They didn't sell one to me. I hadn't bought one yet because I just played them mm-hmm. when they were live and got the free stuff. And then when it was gone, I was like, well, I don't need that one. There's a new one. I'll just get the free stuff. And I really liked the the free event passes that lasted for one to two weeks, you know, for mm-hmm. the, the samurai armor and the, there was like a, a, a trench warfare looking one with like a gas mask mm-hmm. uh, that was after that. And excuse me. Um, and I think they've done away with those. So you don't get those free uh, event things anymore. And so they, they're sort of replacing those and that's, what's going to come after the 28 days so yeah, that's what i'm waiting to kind those... of see how that how that comes out because of the way i read it it sounds like if you're playing it during that time it's free but then if you don't finish it then you have that you can choose to purchase it so yes, you have it which forever. that's all well and good but mm-hmm. the, the system that we had before was a battle pass that at least lasted for three months and then you simultaneously got a free battle pass to do mm-hmm. for the one to two weeks for the event and now what they've done is they've said, okay, we're taking that three months, moving it down to this, and then we're going to supplement that with this, which used to be 
during that long time. So you had all this time to do. Now you got to do this here, this mm -hmm. here, this here. Oh, you missed this one. Oh, well, you better pay us my. Oh, you you need one that more time for that one. You better pay us my. Like I feel like they're trying to manipulate people into extracting that battle pass money from them so that they can have that pass outside of the four week window by shortening in that mm -hmm. amount of time. And that it's feels very, very gross to me. Yeah. That, I don't that's like a that. very big possibility because, uh, but that's where I'm like, I don't, I don't know yet what, what it is, right? Like I, you know, like how is it going to feel? And, and so I'm kind of waiting to see what that looks like because I, I still have previous battle passes that I'm, I was planning on, on working on. I finished the seasons four battle pass and that was at a hundred levels. This is being at 50, like, mm -hmm. but it's obviously then, you know, married to that shortened, that shortened time frame, And, Again, like I think time is going to be the real teller. Like, is like, is this something that feels better? Is this something that feels more like every month there's a new event in Halo kind of aspect where you're like, oh, uh, or is it going to feel like, man, I'm a little bit winded, you know, like, oh man, I can't keep up. I'm going to go ahead and skip this. I'm going to skip that one. Um, yeah, I just yeah. hope they don't lean into like pure FOMO. Like, just this is this month and you never yeah. get it again. I mean, there's a reason. If I mean, battle passes come from Fortnite. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, like that's, that's where they that's originated. where I was introduced to them. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason that Fortnite battle passes last like at least two to three months. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just that model just makes sense. I haven't really seen a battle pass before this. Now, granted, it's only 50 tiers, but I think this is experimental from mm -hmm. 343. I've yeah. never seen a battle pass that's this short uh, in terms of the amount of time that you're able to complete it. So we will see how it goes. I don't like it and I wouldn't want other people to start doing it. I wouldn't want other games to yeah. start just shortening down on it. Just crunch like crunching gamers basically saying, Oh, nope, you got to play our game right now. You got to play it right now. Or you're going to miss the thing. Like we already feel that pressure in like the three months span. And I don't, I just, I'm concerned that, well, we made it half the length. Like now it's only fit. Well, yeah. So I get less stuff. And you're making me do it in a, you know, like it, I tighter, don't like yeah. where it's going. I, it makes me uncomfortable, but you know, I also didn't buy the pass. So whatever, you know, but uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the same, but it was the same thing with destiny. Like I didn't like the season pass, uh, Elization, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term of, you know, dark below house of wolves. Like I liked that content, but it very much felt like, okay, you sold me this $60 game and then like carved out all this other stuff. And now I got to pay you like basically the price of another game for it. And then that just became the standard. Like that's just games now. Yeah. Um, back then that was experimental and people voted with their wallets and they voted, Hey, we'll give you money if you do this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm concerned that like this could be that type of thing. So I'm not paying for it and I'm still going to play Halo. So it's like, Hey, you've got me as a player. Also, look, I'm not paying this money. Don't do this. I feel like people are going to buy the pass because they're going to get to tier 30 or whatever. And they're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't get to tier 30 for nothing. And I'm going to pay the 10 bucks to keep using it. And so they get they get you. So I, I'm a little bit concerned with that. But it's not the worst thing in the world. It's good to see that the game is doing well regardless. And yeah, uh, game we'll, seems to be doing we'll very either well. way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like then we saw the custom battle royale that mode that was added. And I got to play around with that a little bit, which is cool. And I've seen I think there's several of those. Like, I'm not sure if the one that that I tried um, is the one that's blowing up. But, yeah, I mean, come on. How is three, four, three not done it? Like, I know they, they're just slow. They're just slow on this stuff. I, yeah. I figured out that that was because you may have already known this. Um, 
but we haven't actually talked about it on anything live. But I figured out that that was because like they were basically using like freelance people to mm -hmm. work on their proprietary engine. So like that only works like basically if you, if you have a, a temporary contract employee to work on your proprietary engine, then they figure out how to like work on your engine. And then you're like, okay, bye temporary yeah. employee. So yeah. they, they actually brought people in to be like, here's our engine. Here's how it works. We're going to keep you at least two years. Let's start updating and fixing this game. And apparently that's been the source of like the drastic improvement is that yeah, they're actually like, you're just out there looking for your next job. You're yeah. like, all right, I got this one and this is going to end in here. And you know, just like, not giving, not giving people the opportunity to really familiarize themselves with your engine that nobody else uses. Um, yes. You know, if it was, if it was unreal and you bring somebody in, they're like, Oh, yeah, oh I've already worked. Stuff. I've already yeah. worked on unreal for years. Got it. But cool. So that in actually investing in the, the, the personnel and the talent that is going to make the game better is sort of mm -hmm. what has apparently caused this uptick, which I'm all for that. Like, come on, let's, uh, let's support the people that are going to support the games. Have you had a chance to play Super Mario wonder at all? I, I mean, I just didn't want to drop the sixty dollars. I tried to see if I could, uh, if I could, <laughs> if I could like somehow use my GameStop points on it or something. And they yeah. were like, "No, you've got to renew your twenty-five dollars oh, yeah. subscription or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I've got forty dollars worth of points sitting on my account. Like, come on, I'm like, no, you gotta, you can't use those unless you. I was like, whatever, dude. So, yeah, I'll probably, uh. I'll probably cave at some point, but uh, yeah, the yeah, price won't go down. So it's not like, you know, you know, one of the, well, things okay. I will say, Brian, I have almost, I watch the Nintendo sales as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I have probably almost like close. I don't have Yoshi's crafted. I think world is that yeah. the one on switch. I don't mm -hmm. have Yoshi's crafted world because I passed on it. I should have grabbed it, but I didn't because I was like, do I really want that game? And then I was like, yes, I want every Nintendo IP on Switch. What am I doing? Um, yeah, I passed on that one. I haven't seen it again. But like every, every, <laughs> it's like from Family Guys, Spider-Man thing, everybody gets one. Like <laughs> all of, all the Nintendo IPs, they get at least one sale that brings it down to like forty-one ninety-nine. And yeah. I swear to you, Brian, it, I, I watch and I, I, if it's Xenoblade Chronicles three, if it's uh, uh, Origami King, Paper Mario, what, uh, Pikmin three, I grab, I get it, I get it for that forty two dollars, Brian. I, I, I watch and I wait and I get them. So every, I have pretty much every Nintendo IP, Breath of the Wild, uh, oh, yes. pretty much every Nintendo IP game I've gotten for for forty two dollars, uh, digital on my Switch. I know I can get it probably for less. Well, probably not for Nintendo IP, but I know I can yeah, get it. Yeah, I was like, physical, you like but... to, find, to find a sale on a Nintendo game is a unicorn kind of moment. It Everybody gets like, one. <laughs> the, the, Mario, the Mario movie came out, and I know they discounted briefly some of the Mario games, but it's like, yeah, go buy Odyssey. It's $60. Wonder in five years will be $60. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. So you're not ever gonna have to. I'm, really I'm gonna, I'm gonna them. discord you, Brian. I'm gonna discord you when I get Wonder for for forty one night. Dude, <laughs> oh man, I'll be like, no, bro, no. you know, by that time you'll be married with kids. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably, honestly, I, I, I think, um, I think I'm just curious to see what the next Nintendo console is, and once I see it, and once I confirm. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, or I'm gonna pass on this one, or like whatever it is. I'm like my switch is going to be my mm -hmm. definitive Nintendo library. I'll probably just cash in on tears and wonder like right then just for yeah, yeah. like whatever. Switch I just want to see yeah. that. 
you know, what if it's a new system and I do want it and there's no backwards compatibility, you know, like, yeah, that, you if know, they, if like, they do that, if they're like, oh, your switch library is stuck on your switch. Yeah, your switch I'm, so, too I'm is, like on hold like, on buying you, new switch ooh, games. Yeah. Ooh, like, yeah. I, I'm such a Nintendo, like, uh, you know, they fanboy. Totally that do I, that. They, they would. They I, like, but I'll still give them money because I'm going to want to play whatever Mario game they're launching with the system or maybe they'll do metroid prime 4 launch you know at that point I just, seven I'm, years, su- but. I'm such a like nintendo se- secondary gamer that like i think if they announce a switch uh, another uh, let's say it's not switch related yeah. it, it, the worst thing would be if they call it switch and it's not backwards compatible it needs to be um, switch I, i'm hoping they just call it switch too and it, you know like all right let's say it's nintendo whatever and it has nothing to do with the switch and none of the games are backwards compatible mm-hmm. um you know i think i would be completely happy just being like all right we're gonna round out that switch collection and that's just gonna be my nintendo device for like the next yeah seven i or think eight years and then we'll wait for whatever else they they put out because i think they would struggle like you'd have people like me you'd have people who are excited for whatever the nintendo game is but just like from the Wii to the wii u <laughs> i think if they came out with the the follow-up for the switch that didn't play the switch games you'd see a lot of people because like when you look at the amount of people who purchase digital based games like it is it, it, it digital physical media is already being going to be taken out of walmart and best buy and all those things so it's like digital is where these <laughs> these systems are going all of a sudden you're like people are gonna be like what like what do you mean i have to i don't get those like Brian, I want those if you games. said the same thing about the the 3ds i would have believed you then which part like if they if they release a new portable handheld console and then you can't play any of your 3ds games on it and people will not be happy and it won't oh, do 3ds well. to the switch though? yeah if you'd said that if you'd said oh if they release another portable handheld console and you can't play any of your 3ds games that you bought on that people will not be happy and it will not do well i would have believed you and we would have been wrong oh man well the i wouldn't have said that about the 3ds specifically because of its form factor and how okay. that like how would the hell that translate into so you, you think that the switch being more than a handheld is sort of putting it in that category yeah now i saw some kind of like uh news that was kind of you know like patents that nintendo filed about and it looked like another dual screen you know setup so it's like it'd be interesting to see if they then followed that up uh follow the 3ds up with a like another kind of just direct a handheld kind of gaming device, which honestly I wouldn't put it past them, but I, I am happy with the the state of the switch as well as the switch light. And when it comes down to like whatever the switch two ends up being, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably in, especially if they launch with a Mario game. Like I'm, I'm not going to want to miss that, um, but we'll have to wait and see. I, th- I, I, think I don't want to feel... be rebuy my library. Like I, if my library doesn't follow me though, like that's going to feel like a yeah. real big, like, you know, punch in the gut. Well, there's a lot of them, those games yeah. I haven't played. Like I, I just got Pikmin four and I haven't played Pikmin three yet. Like mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. Like Nintendo is like pretty much on the back burner for me. Um, I think because I never get these, these, the games. Um, I mean, I, I don't get a lot of games when they come out. Uh, Liza P was kind of an exception for me, but mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, streaming and, and uh, making YouTube content is sort of, opened up that door for me to actually get games, you know, when they actually release and, and do reviews and stuff. So I'm very thankful to my audience, which is basically completely on their own, allowed that to happen. You know, so I can play a game like the crew motor fest or Lords of the fallen when it comes out, it's not a usual experience for me. I don't, I don't really have, you know, $70 uh, five times a month to drop right. on, on new games. So I've it's really, really, appre- that's probably the most, oh. the thing that I appreciate the most about making content is like, that I have viewers that enable that. Like, that's amazing. 
yeah. but yeah, like so for Nintendo, like I have this this big library that I need to play, and also sort of feeling burned by the the continue like it's consistent where they withhold these properties and these titles. Like I know people that are still I have them on GameCube, so I'm like mm -hmm. whatever. But I know people that are still still waiting for Twilight Princess and Wind Waker on Switch. And it's like, they may come, they may not. Like, it's just so... Wind Waker like, just like getting like a new, such a miss. Getting a it new just... console with Nintendo is just like, you're basically committing to not being able to have access to things that you previously did. You know, mm -hmm. but it, it's not like you don't. Like, I can still pull out my GameCube and play those mm -hmm. games. But it feels so much worse if you buy a $500 console and they don't put the thing on the console. Yeah. Like that's, I think, the thing that hurts. So, like, for me, it's like, I'm not going to invest three to $500 in this new thing if I don't know that the, the games that we know and love from you, Nintendo, are going to be playable on it. Like, if, if, if it's going to take you five to seven years to have SNES online in 64 online to have to port games over from the 3ds to port games over from the gamecube and the wii era like if it's going to take you until the end of a life cycle i'll just wait till the end of the life cycle and buy your console and then have this wealth of games this whole library to play i don't know that there's a there's a a good sell on day one with the the, the consistent history that nintendo has of restricting that access to their IP and their, their library that like already exists. That is the complete contrary of Xbox, which is like, yes, buy our new system. We want you to buy the series X so you can play all these old Xbox games. You can play Psychonauts one mm -hmm. in 60 frames and the graphics are better. And you know, whatever we want you to experience these older, you know, Marwind. We want you to experience that IP. Yeah. That res graphics. And, and, and we've already seen rate. rumors of the oblivion remake remaster. Yeah. So then the, the question I would, I bet is if that is ends up being true where they're still working on that, like, Hey, where's Marwind? Like I hear so many people talk about, cause I got, for me, I like oblivion. I like oblivion over Skyrim, but then people were like, Oh, my Marwind was so much better. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I never so played I that think, one. I think that approach really resonates with me and, and Nintendo's is just a little bit too obtuse. So I, I'll be kind of standing <laughs> pat on, yeah. on Nintendo for a little bit, just figure out what they're doing and then uh, make an educated that's a, decision. That's a good, that's I a did good, the same thing with, yeah. with Sony, with PlayStation 5. And then right around the time of Ragnarok, I was like, all right, okay. Uh, you guys are doing, you guys are doing all right. But I were definitely, you, I went Xbox first because all of their marketing and stuff was very much like, this is what we're doing. It's for mm -hmm. gamers. It's about, um, you know, we're going to take all these games and that you already own or that you can get for like $5. And we're going to make them run like they're brand new games. I was like, mm. dude, like, come on. Like, how do I not right. support that as a consumer? How do I, I mean that, that even beyond support, even beyond like voting with my wallet, just as an offering as a value proposition, mm -hmm. I want to experience that. Like that's a good product that I want to have. Uh, so I was in from day one on that. Uh, the, the yeah. Nintendo makes me feel the opposite of and, that. And, and, <laughs> and smart delivery and yes. like all of it. It just is like, it just works. It works right out of the gate. And I, I definitely, I was like, yeah, that's one of the, the killer features of this generation was how Xbox handled that preservation from Xbox one and then 360 and even the original Xbox. Like, it's like, yeah, here are these games. They're digital. You got them. Oh, guess what? We're going to AI enhance them yeah. with all of these newer features so that they play like, you know, people have even said like, the Xbox version of those games 
do better than these remasters that their people are launching for 50 bucks you know and it's like yeah, wait a yeah. minute what's what's happening here like yeah. this is actually did a, a, a better job than that that speaking um, of uh remasters yeah, and, and and older games uh we are about two-thirds in the show now and brian i, I want to know well first i want to know a little bit about um the horror games that you have experienced over your sort of gaming tenure uh, so yeah, back in your heyday. Uh, maybe I'm <laughs> thinking maybe heyday, first right. thing one era, maybe before that. I don't know. I don't, uh, but I, yeah, I honestly, I couldn't remember any like horror games that were pre PlayStation. I guess Resident Evil, like on the N64. Like when well, we're that's the about, same. Like, that's the same generation, right? So a PlayStation One. I yeah, guess it I, really did start. I mean, unless you count Castlevania, which I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't count Castlevania as a no. horror game, but I do love the Castlevania series, and it's always it's been on this weird hit or miss, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, place for a little bit, but um, that comes back to you know Konami and look what the hell are they doing right at the start of the show? <laughs> like, all right, yeah. But um, uh, so as far as it goes, like Resident Evil and Silent Hill were like I remember playing those games, and I remember getting to a point, like when I was in my early twenties, where I was like I would buy them because I was always excited about the story and see what happened. But mm -hmm. then I usually have one of my friends play, and I just watch. Um, Why were like, you a little scaredy cat? Ah, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> I, I would like I, I have like a jump scare reactions, uh, you know, uh, which I guess would be really beautiful online. But I tend to now like as a as a parent, uh, like I avoid those games completely. So it's like we're okay. talking about Silent Hill. You're, right. You're know, you sending me all in the room. Like, and yeah, well, and it ends up being like, yeah, this isn't something that like a because like gore and horror like don't really scare me it's more on the psychological i like that stuff, stuff too yeah which the like that's where silent hill real like that's where oh, i was yeah. like if you were gonna say which is scarier resident evil or silent hill silent hill every every way Dude, i love silent hill one i i adore silent hill one it is clunky mm -hmm. it like it does not feel good like on the sticks to play at all um but like I, I played it in the last couple of years around this time of year on my PlayStation three, I played the PlayStation three, like sort of emulated mm -hmm. um, like five to $10 version that they sell of the, of the PS one release that game. man, I've, I've looked into sort of the history of that game. They sort of designed it with the intention of doing something different than I think the first resident evil had already come out mm -hmm. and they yeah, wanted and they to had sort the of tank, the clunky tank control. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to take that like to the next level in terms of like, they really wanted to emulate sort of what a Alfred Hitchcock film feels like for the mm -hmm. viewer when you're watching it, like sort of that angst and dread that you're experiencing. And it's like, it's not abrupt or it's not like you're not getting beat over the head. Like sort of modern horror films often do. It's very much sort of a gradual building of of anxiety and a forebodingness and it may not it may not even be that you're sure why you're feeling that way or like what you're afraid of mm -hmm. but it's the atmosphere and the tone that's sort of setting up that framework for you to start feeling more and more uncomfortable and so they they targeted that with this game the the japanese developers over at konami with the creative direction and i love that game because for the hardware that it's on and even though it looks like, you know, it looks like, you know, a blocky, it looks like Legos, basically, <laughs> as yeah. far as the graphics, even even playing it now, it holds up because the sound design is incredible. Mm -hmm. The sort of little nuggets that you get 
uh, through dialogue with the characters or, you know, from past scenes where he's like talking with his wife or whatever. Um, they're just, they're oozing an intrigue. Even if the voice acting is like not that great, like it's still like, what is going on here? And then like, there's just parts of that game that just get under your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, get, getting, getting off an elevator onto the third floor going out, finding the, the item that you need or whatever, like Resident Evil style. You get back in the elevator and there's like a basement floor now that like wasn't there before. And you're like, what the, I swear that floor wasn't there before. <laughs> you know, like yeah. stuff like that. It's that that game was like the original, like, get, like get, gets like freaks you out, like gets 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 in your head video mm-hmm. game. And uh, I recently played, there's a game called Dementium the Ward which I did not know this because it, it just released on Switch this month, like two weeks ago. Um, but I recently played a game called Dementium the Ward, which released on Switch. And it looked really, really cool. It was like first person. It looked very much like the Silent Hill 1 aesthetic. So I was like, oh, man, like, let's jump into this. 20 bucks for that? Like, absolutely. It's like a wander around with your flashlight. You like, can't see anything or whatever. And I will say... um. For the fact that this ever ran on DS hardware, not the 3DS, mind you, DS mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, I can't believe it. It's insane that this <laughs> thing ever ever ran on the DS. It must yeah. be like one of the best first-person and uh, uh, also horror genre games ever on the Nintendo DS. That being said, however, it's just the DS game on Switch, which has just come on the eShop, and I didn't know that, and like other people probably don't know that either. But, like, nothing has changed here. So, like, there's a lot of hardware limitations that they had to skirt around that would have been impressive at that time. Um, But it's, like, you can't see more than, like, two feet in front of you. And, you know, you're just, like, po-dunking around. You're, like, whatever, like, moving like this, you know. And it's, like, I can't see anything. I can't hold a flashlight and a gun at the same time, you know. And, like, Silent Hill was a little bit like that, the first one. And like I said, I, I don't mind how silent how clunky Silent Hill is, right? Because of part of that is to create that tension, though. The, yeah, the like way that they're like, like, oh, we're trying that. to get away, and it's like you're trying, you know, and it's like, oh man, it's gonna. That's I where, was really yeah. hoping that this game Dementium was going to do that, and was just going to be like a first person version of that. Because again, I thought it was like a new game, mm-hmm. and it turns out it actually they the developers actually pitched it to Konami as a Silent Hill game back when it was going to be in the on the DS. Mm-hmm. And, and Konami, they actually said no. They were like, "We're not. We don't want this as a Silent Hill game." Which I was, I would say that I understand why, except I don't because Konami can't even make good Silent Hill games since Silent Hill Four. So Konami, look in the mirror, okay? You don't need to be rejecting anybody. Which is, you know, they're not now. They're we can get into that, but they're gonna let some people make some other games for them. That's but interesting. Th- this game, it just sort of like didn't have that intrigue and that atmosphere that I was really, really hoping. Uh, it would have akin to Silent Hill one because it just it just threw me into this like asylum or hospital um, and without any sort of explanation of what's going on. There's clearly been some sort of like tragedy that's happened. Like there's an alarm going off. Obviously, there's going to be some monsters lurking in the dark. Uh, it felt sort of like the beginning of like Half-Life. It just If it just skipped the like very intriguing intro about transdimensional travel and all that stuff like it's just like (laughs) all right you're just here now and there's things that are gonna attack you and i was like okay like but that's like what makes these kind of games good like i want to know what the stakes are like what like i want to be thinking like what is this place like what's going on so i'm like okay maybe 
maybe it's going to build up to that. Like I'm going to get some nuggets of lore or like whatever. No, I just like walk in a door and there's like this weird cutscene starts and this guy is like, Hey, who are you? What's going on? You better get out of here. Whoa, there's a monster. <laughs> and I, when I tell you like, that's literally like what the cutscene was. And I'm like, Oh no. Okay. So this game just isn't going to have that. Like I'm just going to wander around in this like abandoned asylum place and monsters are going to pump out of me and I got to shoot them in the face. And then mm-hmm. I just wander around some more until I find the key card to open the door. Like there was nothing additional to that. Like it was yeah. just the tasks there. Were, and it's like, it just felt like such a missed opportunity of like, no man, you got to lay the groundwork. You got to make me feel like, you know, I am in this, this world, this space. And like, that makes me anxious and that makes me uncomfortable. And, but also like, I can't, like you can't look away type thing. Like I want to see what's around that corner. Mm-hmm. And instead it was just like, well, there's nothing around that corner other than just more hallways and monsters. And so there was like no stakes to it. So that was unfortunate. Um, I didn't ever... end up reviewing that game for that reason. Cause I just didn't really feel <laughs> like right. it had a lot of depth, but, but nothing, uh, nothing to unpack with that game. Have you ever played like the, uh, the GameCube uh, horror game, uh, eternal darkness? I'm very aware of it, but no, I have not played it. That's one of the things that it's like, I really, you know, it's always been a bummer that we never saw any uh, additional follow-up. And I think that's usually because of too human because of the studio got into that uh, lawsuit with uh, like unreal back in the, back in the day. And I think that ended up just basically uh, shutting them down, but yeah, they had an eternal darkness sanity's requiem. And then what ultimately was like, it would mess with you and it would like, you know, turn off the television. It would do like, it wouldn't really turn it off, but it'd act like it, Oh, your TV's off or you would play around with the volume. It, like, so as your character started going more and more insane, like then you had, and so there was always this weird balance where like, do you want to try and play this game through with as many of these like insanity, you know, uh, debuffs on your character? Uh, or do you want to like, you know, try to continue to balance that? And I thought that was actually like uh, something that I that I really appreciated and really enjoyed uh, for what that was. But then, yeah, it never it never had a, another follow up. And that was always, I think, a big, uh, a big bummer. And it, yeah. that'd be something where like we, we're seeing with the state of Silent Hill, how it's they're doing uh, kind of this return. Yeah, I was going to say, Sir, Sir Rule just chimed in with amnesia. I, I guess uh, amnesia sort of picked up the torch with that uh, that insanity mechanic. I do want to say that that new game, Amnesia the Bunker, uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. I, I want to try that uh, before the spooky season is over. But that that sort of takes us into um, something I wanted to talk about, which is that yeah. I think over the last like five to seven years, I was talking about Vampire earlier, um, we sort of had a renaissance of indie games, indie horror games that were very, very good. You, you look at like an Outlast um i'm trying to think of other examples but i can't at the moment phasmophobia i guess is a good one slender obviously is a good one um th- those are sort of the ones that sort of were bringing the genre back and for triple a there was like basically nothing to be found and i guess because the indies had a lot of success uh triple a started to get into the space again mm-hmm. and so then we had the resident evil remakes which just did absolutely gangbusters and everybody loves those um two three and four three is a little bit lackluster but people still think that that's a very good game as far as the remake goes and of course the originals um and then we got um this year i mean well before this year we got resident evil village which Mm -hmm. was like a game of the year nominee i believe a lot of these were game of the year nominee nominees resident evil 2 as well and then this year right before this year we got callisto protocol which was good we got Dead Space, 
mm-hmm. remake, which I think in any other year is approaching the, the game of the year uh, conversation. It's not going to this year. We got Resident Evil 4, which in any other year is approaching the game of the year conversation. It's probably not, not going to this year. Yeah. And we got Alan Wake 2, which maybe will sneak in there because it's supposed to be just that good and innovative. Um, so horror games are back as far as the AAA space goes, and that's fantastic. But for whatever reason, we've seen, I think, the quality in the indie space sort of peter out. We're not getting um, Alien Isolation anymore. <laughs> like We're not getting these 8 out of 10 games. We're getting a, a, a Dementium the Ward port or a uh, Stray Souls that came out like three days ago that IGN game before out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like the latest Silent Hill game attempt from a non-Konami developer. And it's just a buggy mess. Like it just can't even function. Uh, I tried playing it last night on stream. That wasn't fun, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, and and so it's great that... um that we are getting these dead spaces and resident evil games and, and Alan Wake is just, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like it's basically just the combined control and out of Alan Wake. Like mm-hmm. it's messing with that trippy sort of, I'm going to d- distort my environment so I can, th- now there's a door here that wasn't there before, or, you know, I'm going to uh, teleport somehow using light. Like if I turn yeah. the light off now, I'm somewhere else. Or that's, that stuff's cool, dude, like in control. That was amazing. Um, and they're, they're, they're implementing that stuff in, in, in more new and unique and interesting ways but i'm sort of like lamenting the loss of my of my eight out of ten indie games because we we got uh stray souls isn't good uh ad infinitum came out earlier uh this year like a couple months ago that's like a i think it's a world war ii like flashback basically you're it's like one part i'm wandering through the mansion Mm -hmm. it's a creepy mansion we've all seen that game before second part uh, my the protagonist has ptsd and gets transported into like world war one or world war two flashbacks mm-hmm. really cool idea critically underperformed like people just didn't think it was a very good game uh, as far as the critical reception so i am a little bit concerned like hopefully how um, much do you think that's an impact though that the triple a's have actually been really performing because i felt like we've seen more of the rise of the indie in lieu of triple a is just playing it so safe yeah and not really like to where that you're like i why how is this game 70 dollars? and i've seen a lot of gamers make that case like this doesn't feel like a 70 dollars game with the exception of something like Baldur's gate three where people are like oh this actually feels like a 70 dollars game where lies a p lies a p exactly yeah. or this year alone like when we look at like the state of gaming when you like that's where i was like how are people complaining about gaming in 2023 because it's the internet and you'll can find somebody complaining about anything but the i was like this year's just been i think really like high quality big release and yeah. so i wonder though and this you know there's no right or wrong answer but like where indies kind of really stepped up and filled in the gap and were taking risks mm-hmm. when the the triple a's were just like they weren't even they weren't even like i felt like the super polished right they're like yeah, like why is this, you know, like this big Halo Infinite for with the bad launch yeah. and all the you know things like that. And, and then, you get, so, then you get a sea of stars or a yeah, you and know, this year yeah. it, well and sea of stars, like that. I mean, that could be a game of the year contender, you know, like yeah. it depends on your like especially within the RPG, you know, aspect. But yeah, but again, that's coming in. I get what you're saying. That's coming yeah. in for turn-based RPG yeah. in a year when 
Final Fantasy 16 is going Action. more Devil May Cry, you yeah. know? So it's like, I get what you're saying. Like there's a vacuum that sort of opens up and then something fills that. Do you think that that's because there's really good indies out there that don't get recognition until that vacuum exists? Or do you yeah. think that the good game so. doesn't get made until the vacuum exists? I think, well, that there's a, there's a timing aspect and a little bit of luck aspect because it takes years to make games. And so you're not like, Oh, there's a vacuum, you know, cause like, yeah, that's why you end up sometimes seeing right. like, here's this zombie game from this company or this. You're like, game you're, this you're 13 game, you know? years late on the zombie trend. Thanks. Right. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, there always tends to be those kind of things because that ends up being like, Oh, we wanted to make this. And the same thing when they announced, like you had Sea of Thieves and then they announced like a pirate game from Ubisoft that is yet to see the yeah. light of day. You know, but it's like, oh, it's too bad. I was like, I guess somebody was like, I guess we're going with pirates for now. You know, like, and then eventually we'll go back to vampires and then it'll eventually go to zombies. Like, it's like, there's this, these kind of beats, but I, well, I do and, think- And maybe you know, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's that we're getting these really good games. Like we're getting a dead space remake and we're getting, um, Alan Wake too. And so when we get an amnesia, the bunker, um, we're like, okay, you know, like, I wonder if the climate was still the same as it was back when vampire and alien isolation came out, if we mm -hmm. wouldn't be like, Oh, this is like quite good. Um, how much so do like you think that has an impact right now? on the fact is, is like you have, you listed off a sequel and a remake and we're praising that and we're excited yeah. about that. And then a new IP like is especially an indie version, like no matter like if they like Alan, you know, Alan Wake too, like, like the, the reviews are in, people are just absolutely loving it. Um, you know, like, about like something like ad infinitum or however you pronounce it. Like, yeah. Something, and so something like how, new. how much like, is it so that like, does that indie suffer in this case because AAA is, is just, doing so well this year you've got a point like if you don't have an ip like alien mm -hmm. or um texas chainsaw massacre is like a double a game that had some success this year i mm -hmm. think that that's a little bit more um because i would say that the the probably the indie space for horror games now is going to be that sort of asymmetrical multiplayer style mm -hmm. um like deceit 2 which just came out um obviously sort of the dead by daylight clones i think that's where uh indie indie horror is gonna go in terms mm -hmm. of it being successful but at the same time you know evil dead shut down so right. i i don't know you know i don't really know where indie horror goes from here um i think probably the best place that it can go and i do want to run a little bit long because we promised we promised him a little bit of silent hill discussion here <laughs> i think the best place that it can go is sort of the silent hill model which we're about to see the fruits of that labor um in a little bit here in that konami's like hey uh, we don't really make these games anymore, right. but we yeah. see that you double A people do. Bloober team, you've made Layers of Fear, uh, one and two, and the medium. I didn't like the medium, but some people did. Uh, we'll just have you make our game, and it right. will we'll make it triple A. We'll give you the budget. Well, you know, you're a double A studio. You make double A games. You want to make a triple A game for us? They're like, heck yeah, we want to make. Especially Silent with Hills a known too. IP, absolutely, right? like, yeah. So I think maybe that's the future. You know, we, we've talked about consolidation before and, and the positives and negatives of that, like on the Xbox Activision side. And, and if more companies were to go that direction, what, what the fallout of that could be. But, um, you know, it is happening, whether you like it or not. And it, it can happen in the form of actually buying out companies, studios, and it can for, happen in the form of sort of utilizing them you know, on a license, you know, contract basis. And I, I prefer the latter, I think, rather mm -hmm. than everybody gobble up the, the little studios. 
And so I, I'm not opposed to sort of that model of Konami saying, hey, we think that, that you guys have talent. Uh, you're in this space. You're making games in this genre. We have an IP that people care about. Sort of what you were talking about. Can an indie studio, can an indie game break into the space and have critical and commercial success without just complete lightning in a bottle sort of phenomenon type deal like a phasmophobia? Yeah. Um, can that happen without sort of brand name recognition? And the answer might be no. So I definitely support uh, brands that have IPs, you know, especially ones that are dormant, like not Resident Evil, like Capcom mm -hmm. don't license out Resident Evil, like just make good Resident Evil games, you know, like don't diminish the quality of that brand by taking chances. But like Konami, like Silent yeah. Hill is not in the best place. Well, Konami so they, is doesn't make it like they, they have this IP and then they're like, we're not really making video games. Yeah. We're gonna be focusing on these like, uh, you know, these gambling machines and things like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then COVID hit. And then but like, now they're no doing crazy there. stuff. Like, so on, on Halloween, so tomorrow, I think at some point, I don't know when it is, might be midnight tonight. There's like this Android game coming out called Silent Hill Ascension. Mm -hmm. I've seen the trailers for it. It looks sort of like Until Dawn, Dark Pictures Anthology type thing. But they're doing a totally new thing where everybody's just going to get on this app uh, live. And it's like a show kind of like, but it's like video yeah. game animated. It's like a show, but then somehow people are going to input like what they want to happen. Well, it's kind of like Twitch plays. Like That's how when I when out. I was reading, yeah, and I was wondering, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like everybody votes, and then it's like, oh, we this. So was, they're just they're just taking shots, man. Like they're doing crazy stuff, um, and you know, like I think a lot of people would like to just see them make another good Silent Hill one, mm -hmm. two, or three, but maybe they just kind of know, like you know, I mean, if you if you know. Like, if you know that you're going to step up the bat and you're going to swing and miss on that, mm -hmm. like, if they know they can't right. replicate that, sure, mm -hmm. try new, innovative, different stuff. And if that involves indie studios, that's great. I'm a little concerned about them remaking two with an indie studio because that's that's a that's an established property. You were talking about Metal Gear Solid 3 mm -hmm. remake earlier in the show. You know, you have a legacy to live up to in that case. I don't like that as much. Let these indie studios go and create their own thing because that's what they're good at. That's like the yeah. whole ethos of indie. I don't like them just being utilized to sort of remake stuff that already happened. Um, but I definitely uh, would like to see more of uh, big IPs. Uh, indie studios get a shot at like making something that falls into that world. There uh, could be maybe not there, Dementium the word though. Yeah, there could there could be a development um, benefit though. Let's say you gave it to the studio that made Medium. Uh, and say, hey, uh, remake two, but like, you know, go ahead and remake it. Like, it's not a remaster, remake two. And so that in your engine, just like we've seen with Baldur's Gate 3, like yeah. that engine was tested and proven through other things. And then all of a sudden now you're like, oh, okay, remake that. So that way you're like, y'all are having that experience and then also be working on, like know that you're going to make your own as yeah. well. And so then that way it's like, okay, we've, we've really kind of like honed it you know, we've trained the people and we're also building this bigger thing. That would mean that they would need to scale and that would mean money from the publisher. And, that, and that's case. what they're you know? doing. I think they're trying to bring back this whole Silent Hill universe. They have an unannounced um, or it's announced, but the real title is an announced um, mm -hmm. Silent Hill game coming at some unknown date later, yeah. which is like a like an actual new um, entry in the IP. And we don't really know much about that beyond some abstract trailer that it was... It, had like a bunch of fungus 
or something like we have no idea what this thing is going to be. And so I think people would be more excited about that, except they don't have anything tangible to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this remake is going to come first. People are going to be very opinionated about it because a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Silent Hill 2. Um, I don't. I have a lot of feelings about Silent Hill 1. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of eager to jump into this and be like, oh, they like modernize this classic. That's cool. I'm kind of the same about Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, same mm-hmm. thing. Like, I'm I'm down to play a more approachable version. I'm down to see other people have access to a more approachable version. But, yeah, hopefully they don't ruin a lot of people's idea of, you know, what some people consider to be the greatest horror game of all time, you know? Uh, I We'll see. It'll yeah, be interesting it, to see. We'll, I want to we'll see what this thing is on, uh, tomorrow. The, uh, the, the, the show game hybrid thing uh that that sort of reeks of like sort of the whole thing that netflix wants to break into yeah so exactly if they knock that out of the park like silent hill is going to gain an incredible amount of relevance very very fast well just like so cyberpunk 2077 edge runners yeah was the way like people were like oh this was really good and let me go check out the game and and, and as, as well same thing with the witcher right like we've seen mm-hmm. these kind of not necessarily was witcher and cyberpunk like interactive but we've seen this kind of like other form of media consumption after the fact actually boosts the game. And that's one of the things that like on the reverse, one of the things that I found frustrating about the movie, uh, movie tie in video games that we ended up having as a part Mm -hmm. of, you know, like back in the early two thousands where it's like, okay, the game's got to come out with, with the movie. And so the game always kind of suffered because it definitely needed more time, but I I was always like, they should release. We don't get those anymore. I miss those. Right. But I was like, we, they should have just said like, have release a movie tie in game, but let it, let it come out way after the movie. Because then that would, I think drive people to want to go see the movie. Like you can make it say, Hey, this is going to be, you know, like that way you can end up having a lot more freedom to really test it out. But that man, that was a wild time because I like I, that was something that was like, yep, you got the Wolverine. That's where like with Insomniac announcing that the the new Wolverine is going to set take place in the Spider-Man universe that they that they've created. I was like, oh, that's yeah. exciting to kind of to read that will, I think, benefit this, the, the, you know, the Spider-Man games. And uh, that makes you wonder, like, will you see Spider-Man show up? In oh, the Wolverine course. game. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was an interview that like one of the higher ups, I want to say it's like the creative director or something uh, at Insomniac of that game was doing with IGN. And they were like, so we noticed that the Murdoch law offices, which of course that's Daredevil, the mm-hmm. Murdoch law offices are vacated. They're not there anymore in Spider-Man 2. They were there in Spider-Man 1. What's going on there? And it was like an innocuous question, but the guy like looked at the camera and he was like, I can't answer that. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) Oh, we got some daredevil something like he, like he gave it up. Like, you know, like he, like he could have just been like, Oh, I'm not sure what that is, you know, but like he hmm. he got He got antsy though. Like he didn't play it off very well. And so (laughs) it was like, Oh, there's something that like, he's not supposed to talk about that has to do with daredevil. So can you imagine like daredevil, wolverine spider-man crossover oh my god insomniac Insomniac would be the studio for it though like that would be like that'd be the we finally get our avengers game that we deserved (laughs) dude that would be awesome that would be amazing but i would say make that an you know an insomniac thing um despite the fact that i wish the games would come everywhere you know like but still like that's that's the studio that i feel has really carried playstation this generation 
uh, for what they what they do. I wouldn't and, say carried, but they are the MVP by far and away. I, I guess that's also like to be fair too. Like I don't vibe with their other IPs, so it's like that's where it's like Insomniac. And then you know, like when we look at their originals uh, that they that they made, and now it's like you know focusing in on the, the licensing of with Spider Man. It's like yeah, it seems like a good evolution. I think a lot of people want Ghost too. It'll be interesting to see if we mm. ever get an update about that. A lot of people want Ghost of Tsushima too, and then obviously. God of War knocked it out of the park, so there's not really much else for them to do. I mean, they just keep delivering banger after banger. But yeah, I think that's the next one is is Ghost of Tsushima two, and then they kind of screwed the pooch on this Last of Us thing, trying to go live service. So it'll be interesting to see where they can where yeah. they can go. And they, you see the rumors like they're scaling back on their live service ambitions. I hope. I sure hope so. I sure hope that's the case because we got we got too many of these. Like just make the There's ones that are already so out there good. Time. Yeah. Just make There's... Halo good. Just make Apex better. You know, like the finals needs to be the last one. Like mm-hmm. no more. We're we're fine. Thank you. Uh, It'd be interesting uh, to see where Marathon falls in, in, in into play though, because it's like and Suicide Squad. That's gonna be very that's next year. I can't wait to see like what the critical conversation around that game is because I, they've delayed which is in and of itself like it's like let them you know like take their time and, re- and try to release it i still think people possible. are gonna hate it <laughs> i think yeah. people are gonna hate that game dude <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, well it'll be interesting to watch and see for sure yeah um kirk where can people find you dude they can find me on YouTube at What's New Video Games. Make sure that you search uh, for channels specifically because otherwise you're not going to find me. Uh, or type in Wildcard Football Review or NHL 24 Review because those videos have gotten a lot of attention because I work very hard on those. You can also find me at twitch.tv slash KirkTheGamer. Um, yeah, thanks again for having me as always, Brian. Um, I really enjoy doing the work to game content and uh yeah it's one of the f- most fun parts of my week yeah. can't wait to get get back on some of these horror games that we talked about i am interested to see what that silent hill thing is like yeah um, you're gonna have to let me you're gonna have to let me know how yeah. that plays out uh because like i you know when it comes to the content of the house like yeah i think mario wonder is gonna is <laughs> gonna win tomorrow and the next dude i that. as a as a closing off point yeah i am a believe i believe hundred percent, I believe that if Tears of the Kingdom had been delayed until next year, Super Mario Wonder would be the 2023 game of the year. How do you it's, how do you feel? I would that so I was saying like with Starfield was my personal game of the year that I was holding out reservations for Mario Wonder, and this gives me such a Super Mario World vibe mm-hmm. that it that it makes me like just absolutely fall in love. Now I haven't uh, I haven't you know finished the game, and the question ends up like I'm wondering is like what else is there, right? Because it's like uh, typically, like you know, uh, Mario World had all these secrets, and then like I, I remember just like heck, you know, back in the back in the summers during college, me and my sister decided to hook up the old SNES and just 100% Mario, you know, and that's what we did one summer. We, you know, it was like yeah, it was a game that just stays around. And Starfield, I think, yeah. has the same power. I think Wonder does. And the question will be, like you said in the, earlier in the show, will we see it allude to, uh, you know, like that uh, s- support for Switch Two? You know, and I think that's going to be something that will help because if it does all of a sudden you pick up a switch too and it's like hey here's this mario game that's that everybody yeah. really enjoyed and it's a lot of fun i think he's the sewer rule for the uh, uh prime sub over on twitch by the way <laughs> all the, the viewers are coming in right now yeah. we're, we're done guys <laughs>
We're you go back, back here watch it on watch weeks. it on youtube is it going to be on work to game or um you worked again that's prime work yes, to we game, worked again. yeah check it out yeah and kirk's uh contact information is in the description of this video as well so be sure to go and follow him uh and follow his reviews as well but guys Thanks i we love you out. thanks for being yeah. here and whether you showed up for the for the whole show or uh at the end of the show <laughs> um we appreciate lots, everybody we appreciate it so we'll be back in two weeks and we'll be covering what's new in video games news and so much more so till then Radio. Radio.